0: Welcome to Econ On The Go. We're going to continue our discussion of firms with market power and their pricing strategies by talking in this episode about two-part tariffs and bundling. Two-part tariffs are when a firm charges a fixed fee to consumers for the right to buy the product or service, and then a per unit price for each individual product or service that the consumer buys. For example, when professional sports teams sell a personal seat license to individuals for the right to then buy individual and season tickets to go see the team play in the home stadium. The personal seat license is the fixed fee for the right to buy, and then the price for each individual ticket or for the season tickets are the per unit price ...for each individual game that the fan goes to see. Two-part tariffs are a form of second-degree price discrimination... ...because they are effectively quantity discounting. The fixed fee for the right to buy stays fixed no matter how many games the fan goes to see... ...but the per-unit charge for each game goes down the more games the fan sees. So if the fan goes to see one or two games, they're paying a large personal seat license... ...plus a couple of tickets... But if they go and are uh, seasoned ticket holders for 10 or 15, 20 years, then that personal seat license fixed fee gets spread over all the tickets that they buy. And so the price per seat, the price per ticket of that fixed fee is going down. With one type of buyer, if everyone who's trying to buy from the firm essentially looks the same, then the rule for the firm is to set the fee equal to the consumer surplus, and the price equal to marginal cost. That means there's no deadweight loss because the firm is producing out to the point where the demand curve intersects the marginal cost curve. But because the firm captures all the consumer surplus, there's nothing left for the consumer to have. The firm captures all that consumer surplus. And because they also have all their producer surplus, if there is any, then the firm's captured all the consumer surplus, all the producer surplus, and so effectively, they've captured all the welfare in the market. With multiple types of buyers, individuals who have slightly different preferences, different demand curves, you want to set the fee at the consumer surplus of the marginal buyer, that last incremental buyer that you want to be part of your customer base. And one way to think about this is you have different types of consumers with different amounts of consumer surplus because of different demand curves. And if you have a lot more of the high consumer surplus types, then you want to set a high fee because you have a lot of high consumer surplus types and you want to capture all that high consumer surplus from those high consumer surplus types. So you set a high fee. But if you have more of the low consumer surplus types, you want to set a lower fee because if you set the fee too high, all those low consumer types don't buy from you and you're left with very few consumers in the market. So if there are consumers that have high consumer surplus, there are a lot of them. You want to set a higher fee. And with a lot of low consumer surplus types, you want to set a lower fee. And there's no real rule of thumb other than do the math to figure out whether you're better setting a high fee or a low fee. If you have more of one type than the other, that's going to lead you in the direction of knowing, are you probably going to want to set a high fee or a low fee? The second type of pricing strategy is called bundling, which is when a firm sells two products or services together and doesn't sell them separately. An example of this might be a news website where you have to buy the politics section and the business section and the sports section together. You don't get to separate which parts you want. Or bundling in your cable package where you buy all the cable networks together, you don't get to choose which ones you want. Bundling requires market power, it requires variation in consumer preferences, and no resale, the same conditions as price discrimination. Bundling works when consumers have negative correlation of preferences, which means that one consumer or one consumer type prefers product A, while another prefers product B. One consumer might prefer ESPN or the sports channel, and another might prefer a news channel. They would both watch both channels, but they prefer, if they had their choice, one or the other. This essentially allows consumers to cross-subsidize their purchases of the less desired good. When you bundle the products together and charge a combined price, I may not be willing to pay for the news site if I want the sports network, but when you put them together, I'm willing to pay for the new site because I have so much extra consumer surplus from the sports site that I'm essentially cross-subsidizing my purchase of the new site. And vice versa for those who prefer the new site. Coupons can be one way to implement a bundling strategy. When you set a coupon, you need to offset the dilution effect of consumers that would have bought both goods anyway. So with a coupon, I say, if you buy one product, I will give you a coupon to buy the other product. And I just need to make sure that people who would have bought both products anyway, and therefore use the coupon and save money, that that lost revenue is compensated by attracting more consumers to buy both products who wouldn't have bought them if I sold them individually. Now, sometimes firms will want to allow consumers to buy the individual components separately, which is called mixed bundling. And we see this sometimes with packages at fast food restaurants. You can buy the meal or you can buy the individual components, the sandwich, the fries, the drink. Tying, which is the practice of forcing a consumer to buy one product when they buy a separate product, not when they buy it as part of a bundle, is illegal. And so you have to be careful how you set up the bundle that it's not tying An example of this was when uh, Microsoft required PC manufacturers to tie Internet Explorer in with the purchase of Windows. Or when Kodak used to require film processors to use Kodak paper when they printed photos back before the days of digital photos. Firms also need to show some consumer benefit from the bundle, like lower prices through efficiency or quality. Bundling solely to increase profits violates antitrust laws in the United States and in some other countries, too. So those are two other types of pricing strategies that firms with market power try to implement. Two-part tariffs, where you charge a fixed fee for the right to buy and then a per unit price for each product or service. And bundling, when you sell two products or services together in order to help consumers cross subsidize their preferences of the two goods and therefore sell more than you would if you just sold them separately. In the next episode, we're going to move on to talk about some more general ways in which firms compete with each other by exploring game theory.